Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hey, Brandon. Hello, Mrs. Stahl. How are you? Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me on the Be Inspired podcast. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How (laughs) are you? Very good. I'm really inspired by last night's, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a walk for caring, perhaps, in light of um, the issues going on in our you know, in our world today with the, um, with the uh, death of uh, George Floyd. Were you able to get out to Boyertown last night? I was, yes. I, I went out there. Um, you know, I spent some time thinking it over. Uh, it, it actually helped when the, uh, the new Eastern Berks uh, police put out their statement uh, about the event and acknowledging it. Um, because I know that as far as gatherings of people, um, there's been some trepidation about that. So I appreciated them putting that out, and that that made me feel a little more comfortable. Uh, so I did. So I did go, and I also wanted to um, make sure that you know something, an event like like this, uh, I thought was an, an important milestone. But also, you know, a, a lot of people involved were our community members, and it's on a. a a street in our town that we're looking to revitalize. Um, so also wanted to make sure that everyone was, you know, there for the right reason and behaving and acting appropriately. It was really, it was a beautiful evening and it was really, really inspiring. I just, I just loved it. Certainly this whole issue has created a lot of angst in people and a lot of sadness, I suppose. And I understand that um, maybe you have some thoughts you'd like to share about how you see our current crisis. Yeah, I shared some thoughts. Um, I shared some thoughts online. Uh, would Would you like me to to share that or to share uh, just kind of off the cuff how I'm? Well, I, I was inspired by your words. So why don't you share those? I will do that. I need to uh, to pull that up for myself quickly. Um, sure. So I can, uh, would you like me to read this in its entirety? You can. Yeah. All right. You expressed yourself so much. All right. I'll, I'll try to read it as uh, the dialogue was playing out in my head. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. So I was not sure whether to share my own thoughts on current events. It's an uncomfortable topic, uh, but here goes. Exposure to our differences, dialogue about how those differences impact our experience, 
and an understanding of how those experiences shape our worldview. Those are the things I believe we need to engage in if we want progress. As a lifelong athlete and current coach, I've always seen the competition of sport as a great melting pot. Everyone puts in the time and hard work and you respect your opponents for their efforts. Sportsmanship is the word, be a good sport, don't gloat, shake hands. I've been on many teams, I've competed with and against, coached for and against people from all walks of life. Sports and travel have increased my exposure to other ways of life far more than classrooms or books, but it's still just a small sliver. Growing up in an area where the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, used to be on the street corners with regularity, I've heard my share of racist comments. Usually it was subtle, a racial joke someone might have told, a story where the color of the person's skin was not really important, but still managed to be a prominent detail, or it might have been the words used to describe someone that were clearly offensive, but no one, no one seemed to notice or blink. Sometimes it's just unadulterated racism and bigotry. Maybe it was the time I brought my Indian friend to a local bar and I could feel the air move, his head's turned. I didn't include this in what I wrote, but someone did ask, uh, do you know where you're at? And I certainly did. It was a, a local establishment that I had been to many times, but they, they weren't talking to me. They were talking to the person who looked different. Maybe it was a time a, a close friend asked, hey man, how do you feel about your sister dating a black guy? Maybe it's the comments I'll read on social media anytime our hometown is in the news and a handful of people make mention of racism from years past. Or at least I tell myself that they're talking about the racism from years past. And this isn't about political parties. This is about the team, our team, team humanity. How do we treat others? How well do we understand the experiences of others? How well do we understand what has shaped someone's worldview and their behavior? Everyone has a different experience and therefore different expectations and wants. Often these can overlap with others. We find people who share our views, we form groups, we take up a cause, we place a sign in our yard, we write an email, we post on social media. But how much time do we spend talking to those who have different experiences, expectations and wants? Is it enough time? What I've taken from recent events is that the answer is a resounding no. We do not, as a society, spend nearly enough time talking about how we can better align our shared values. I have a great deal of respect for police officers. They put their lives on the line to protect our communities. I would imagine that there must be a great sense of pride in carrying out that duty. It's a noble calling, and I personally know some very incredible people who have taken up that line of work. This is not, however, a discussion about who you support more. Choosing to express that Black Lives Matter does not discount the importance of any other group of people. It's not a trade-off. Respect is not a finite resource. A man was killed, a Black man. This is what sparked the protests and demonstrations. The Black experience is not something I can claim. I do not know how it feels to be Black in America. I do know that the Black community has been and is once again crying out for help. We don't need to be a good sport. We don't need to shake their hand and say good game. We need to join the team. And Brandon, I love that last line. 
it gave me chills, really. We need to join the team. So yeah. true. So true. Yeah. Um, it. I, I, I tried to bring it back to the kind of theme of, of my thoughts, I guess, at that time. But um, it, I, I feel like so much of that is lost. And, and there's, when, whenever uh, racial discussions take place, uh, it can be a very heavy topic. And oftentimes people retreat to what they're comfortable with. And we hear things like all lives matter uh, as a retort, which is also true and should be true. And Black Lives Matter should be a part of that. Um, but, it, but the, the idea that we're all in this experience together and should, uh, be promoting the well-being of one another was, um, was really what, what I was thinking about, uh, when I was writing this, but also, um, acknowledging that, that there is a lot about this world and experiences of, of people who either, even within my own community, but, um, people who look sound or, or talk differently than I, than I do. I probably experienced the world differently than I do. And it's worth uh, having those discussions and a better understanding. Absolutely. And, you know, I've been, um, I've had a couple of instances or seen a couple of instances on, um, on Facebook posts that object to the whole phrase of Black Lives Matter. And does that mean that nobody else matters? Well, no, but, that's not what is meant at all. But I saw one post where it suggested that, um, you know, you've got a fireman and there's a house burning and you ask the fireman, could you please try and put out that house? And he says, well, there are other houses around here. Why should I just put out that one? And the Facebook post suggested, well, that's the one that's burning and that's the one that needs it now. And that analogy, I suppose, spoke to me quite, quite nicely, I thought, um, because it's the black lives in our world today that seem to be on fire, as it were. So that's how I interpret that phrase. And yet a lot of people do, you know, take offense to it, which I, which I'm sorry that they do. Mm. Have you encountered that? Um, I have. Um... I have to admit, it's also a, it's the type of conversation I've admittedly avoided probably uh, more, more than I should. Um, so I've seen and read those types of things. I haven't really had a whole lot of dialogue about it. Um, and that's, I guess that's, that's what I think at this moment in time is really necessary because we, we, we seem to keep repeating um, the same scenarios and uh and demonstrating and acting out and saying we need to do better without actually doing better um or at least addressing whatever the the, the root causes might be and there 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 are, are people that are saying our life experience is different uh in a in a very unfair and cruel way um and and that's something that i think Anybody should, if, if you hear that, absent who it is, what group of people it is, should should compel you to want to want to do something. I mean, that's the compassionate part of, of human nature. And so uh, hearing that it's a particular population of people that feel that way 
shouldn't diminish that that feeling of compassion. It should strengthen it that that this particular group of people feels that based on their difference, um, that that is that is the root of the the difference in their experience and and not being able to to have the same uh, the to feel that they're experiencing things in in the way that we are the way that we celebrate that people like to celebrate uh, living in in our country and and um, and the freedoms that we have. Um, we, we should want to make sure that everyone's that everyone's uh, being able to experience that. And when people are telling you that, that they're not, we should listen. I know. And I mean, this whole incident for me created what I heard you speak of briefly, and that is the challenge to do better. I've always thought that well, I hate confrontation, right? Many people do. And so I have tried to find ways that were non-confrontational to address the issue. One of my favorite students back in the day, back when I was teaching junior high, um, one of my favorite students is mixed race. And she's just an amazing person. And yet this latest incident hit her so hard that I guess I felt compelled to re-examine some of the ways that I don't confront the issue mm. and decided perhaps that it was time, as you suggested, that perhaps we did a little bit more or maybe even a lot more. What I tried to do um, early on and throughout my life was to try to share examples of the ways that good men act, and there are a lot of them right now. We see policemen walking side by side with the protesters. We see some, we saw a sheriff kneeling and chatting with someone. We see a, a group of protesters protecting a policeman who got cut off from his, you know, from his squad or whatever, and felt uh, fearful. And it's those positive, courageous good acts that I think is important for us to share, but also, as you suggested in your, in your um, post, that perhaps it's time to speak up when people share jokes or comments mm. or whatever that are really inappropriate. Maybe it's time for us to do a little bit more. Yeah, it's, um, there, there were a couple of things that uh, kind of pushed me toward putting my thoughts out because um, we're, we're, we're living through a very polarizing time and I'm, I'm acutely aware of it, uh, especially politically. And uh, I do listen to sports talk radio quite a bit, normally as an escape and it's just something I enjoy doing. And, and even on their airwaves, uh, the, the local Philadelphia sports radio shows have, have um, been discussing this in part because of, you know, it was, it's been brought to, to the Philadelphia area um, with the, the demonstrations and what have you. And I heard uh, Ike Reese on one of the afternoon shows talking about um, giving permission to people to talk about this, uh, to everybody, not just the black community. And, um, and it made me think, and he, he had some really powerful words. I, I, would need to go. I, I recommend people look for for what he he said on the air that day. It was shared pretty widely on uh, Twitter and other places. But um, the other the other 
place where in in sport where I happened to see the same type of message was um, when Carson Wentz and several of the Eagles players put out statements, and yes. and there were there were players like Richard Sherman who said that uh, they really appreciated their uh, white teammates and competitors putting out those statements because it, it reaches an audience that maybe they don't, or it, it might connect with somebody that they haven't. And that that was an important part of trying to make progress. And, um, and I recognize that as something that um, I could be a part of, of that dialogue and thought if I at least share my thoughts, uh, that that's part of what's being asked here is that we, we need to have more dialogue. Uh, Brene Brown, is um, someone I heard speak before that is just absolutely amazing. And and one thing that she said that stuck out is that it's really hard to hate up close. And when you engage, absolutely. when you engage people and, yep. and sit down face to face, which during COVID is hard, but when you sit down and talk with somebody, it's a much different experience than, than uh, typing things out online. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you mentioned Carson Wentz, and I read that article in his words, too, and was impressed. And it behooves us, those of us who are public figures and you as a coach and a community leader and so forth. I mean, it behooves us to set an example for other people to sit down and talk, to sit down and learn, to champion other people who perhaps need our voices at this particular time. So carry on, <laughs> I guess is what I want to say. And I want to thank you for sharing your views on Facebook and sharing your views with me on this Be Inspired podcast today. But um, let's go back just a moment and talk about you, if sure. you don't mind. Um, Be Inspired podcast, what I tried to do before COVID happened was get together with all kinds of people and find out what it is that inspires them. And Perhaps there is an incident in your life that transformed you, that, that made a difference in your life, that helped you decide who you wanted to be in life. Can you think back to an incident in your life that was that critical? Um, <laughs> man, uh, there have been so many things along the way um and a lot of really good a lot of really good role models um but a specific experience um man i'd have to give that a little more thought uh, That's I, know, I know that yep. doesn't i don't know if that, i don't know if that fits i usually the format. give my guess I, I usually give my guests a little bit more warning. So I did really <laughs> So we'll let you off the hook at this particular point and perhaps we'll come back and talk okay. to you again. But once again, I want to thank you for joining me today. And um, let's continue to inspire one another and continue to inspire those folks around us and be inspired by a variety of different happenings and people in our lives. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having this podcast and thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to speak with you. And let's, how did you say it? Uh, yeah, go team. team. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thank Thanks you. Thanks again, Brendan.
Bye. Bye-bye now. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.